According to Merriam-Webster, cryptozoology is the study and search for animals and especially legendary animals such as Sasquatch usually in order to evaluate the possibility of their existence. If anywhere in the United States has unknown creatures, it's Maine, with 89.1% of the state covered in vast forests, which is first in the nation, and 35,380 square miles of water, there are plenty of places for mysterious creatures to hide. What cryptids, other than the aforementioned agropelters, aka long-armed sloth monkeys, aka the podcast mascot, call Maine home? Let's find out together on the Jumping Frenchman podcast, episode number 7, Cryptids of Maine. Hello everyone, my name is Joel Lett. I am the host of the Jumping Frenchman podcast. I have always been an open-minded person and very interested in cryptids since I was a young man watching the X-Files with my mother. As I speak right now, I have a I Want to Believe poster behind me that sums up my general philosophy on most things, and especially cryptozoology. For a while, I even wanted to be a cryptozoologist, not only investigating whether or not something existed, but if it didn't exist, what was the reason people think they do? What is the rational, scientific explanation for Mothman, or for Bigfoot, or for the Loch Ness Monster? It just so happens that the National Museum of Cryptozoology is right here in Maine, at 4 Fort Thompson's Point in Portland. It is started by Lauren Coleman, who we will cite a lot during this episode because he gives interviews, and he's written a few books on cryptozoology, like the A2Z of cryptozoology. There are some very interesting sightings, of unknown creatures here in Maine. So, without further ado, let's get into it. I'm really excited for this one. <laughs> Casco Bay, 1779, a young man by the name of Edward Preble, who would soon become Commodore Edward Preble, father of the U.S. Navy, saw a frightening creature in the frigid Maine waters. He made the decision to fire his weapon at the beast, which seemed only to make it quickly retreat. The creature has earned the name Cassie, the Casco Bay Sea Serpent, and that was the first documented sighting. According to the director of Cryptozoology Museum, Lauren Coleman, in a segment for New Center, a fisherman by the name of Ole Mickelson and his first mate saw a large serpentine creature, colored like a flounder, swim toward the boat just off of Cape Elizabeth. Ole went on to recall that every time the foghorn went off, and I'm quoting directly from Lowell Coleman here, the creature would turn its head oh so slightly, and then it would go along. Sea serpent settings were very popular in Maine from 1777 to 1877, with reports of sightings in Penobscot Bay, Portland Bay, and just off of Woods Island. Many theorize that the reason sea serpents are no longer seen as often is because of loud sea traffic that has pushed them out to sea. In July 1973, a group of kids were riding their bikes by Jones Cemetery in Durham, Maine, when they saw an ape-like creature running through the graveyard. The kids went home and told their mother about the wild thing they saw, an ape in southern Maine. The very next day, the mother saw an ape-like creature on the side of the road before it ran into the woods, and she called the cops. When the cops arrived, the animal was nowhere to be found, but what was found were footprints. According to Coleman, they weren't boots, they weren't moose tracks, they were actually ape-like tracks with a toe out to the side. If you want to take a look at what he means 
buy that, you can go look at the Cryptozoology Museum, which has similar casts on hand. Of course, other townsfolk claimed they saw the weird creature, but their stories all differed. Some said what they saw was a bear, others said it was a dog. Still others confirmed the chimp or gorilla theory. Auburn dog officer Louis Pinkett joked it was a hippie looking for a free meal. For the sake of argument, there were no reports of zoo breaks, but there was a report of a missing gorilla suit from Drapu's costume shop in Lewiston. Someone had borrowed it and not returned it around that same time. At the time, Warren Coleman was in Illinois, but was extremely intrigued by the reports of an ape in southern Maine, because that is really interesting. He ruled out Bigfoot and was highly skeptical of the costume theory because, quote, in rural areas, a lot of people have guns in Maine. It would be absolutely stupid to walk around during these trigger-happy times. Which I agree with because guns are very popular in Maine and still are. But interestingly enough, so is Alan's coffee brandy. And I can guarantee after a few drinks, things just happen. Also, please drink responsibly. No word yet on whether or not Coleman ruled out agripothers, but you never really can, can you? And of course, what would a cryptozoology episode be without mention of Bigfoot or Sasquatch? Sasquatch sightings date back to 1850 here in Maine, and in 1876, Balu's Monthly Magazine published a story written by C.A. Stevens called Was It an Indian Devil? where he ponders this question and more about, quote, strange being or animal called Pomula by natives or Indian Devil by Lumberjacks. Supposedly, the Catalan area was infested with Pamula, a Sasquatch-like creature with, quote, certain supernatural and fiendish powers. He goes on to tell a story about a trip to a lumberjack camp and seeing a humanoid creature lurking in the distance. As what they thought was a person was approaching him and his guide, his guide demanded to know what the person was doing following them. The creature responded, by throwing its hands up in the air and waving them like they just don't care. My words, of course, not his. Risking being shot by what they still thought was a man, they moved forward on the track, only to notice that the person they had proceeded to follow them once again. The guide's dog refused to go when it was sent to investigate, instead cowering behind its owner. It was at this moment the two noticed his clothes were awfully slim-fitting, being for the fact that it was winter and in Maine. Upon being asked why he was following the two again, the creature dug a four-foot hole in the snow and ran. And that will do it for this episode. There are plenty of stories about cryptozoology in Maine, but this is all for today. I promise you we will do a cryptozoology too, maybe even a three or a four. I'd like to thank all my sources. Links will be in the description as always. My name is Joel Lett. Thank you all for listening. Please like this episode, share it with your friends, and subscribe for more. I love all of you. Have a wicked freaking awesome day, bubs.